0: and welcome to my new podcast which I'm calling Sarah's Stories for now may change later we shall see so this podcast is going to be about journalism and summarizing and critiquing some of the stories of the week or maybe two weeks ago that I found interesting relevant, or had something to comment on so this week I decided to do my three stories all from the Kentucky Colonel from the past two weeks my first story is called Major Sewer Update Near UK Campus to Disrupt Traffic for Over a Year, and it was written by Emily Latham. So I will I will add the link to the bottom of this podcast once I'm done recording. Um, this one appeared in last week's paper newspaper and is also online. So the story talks about... Um, an upcoming sewage construction project on UK's campus that is going to greatly disrupt traffic um, along streets like Winslow Street, Avenue of Champions, and Rose Street, which um, are very important to a lot of pedestrians and cars and people in the area. So the project is going to last over 200 days and, you know, it could last longer. You never know sewage projects. And this story basically just talks about um the necessity of this project and the way it's going to disrupt our lives for the next year or so. So first I'm gonna talk about the positives because it's always good to talk about positives first. So first there this isn't really with the story itself, but you know, it's still part of it. So Michael Club, the one of the photographers for the Colonel, wrote or took two pictures for this story. One is an aerial photo of a car crossing through an intersection, and the other one is kind of like a blurry photo of cars driving, and I really enjoyed both of these photos, and I looked at them for a while. And so I think it contributed to the story, and I say kudos to Michael Club for that. Um, another positive have to do with actual writing. You know, for example, the lead is short and simple, basic, but draws on readers because of the importance of the project. So actually, I probably should read you the lead. So the lead says... Um, An expansive sewage construction project expected to cause major traffic issues for upwards of a year is rolling onto UK's campus early this semester. So there's all the facts we really need. I mean, if you're just going to glance at it and not read it any longer, like some readers do, you pretty much know what the gist of the story. And it's not too long. It's not too complicated. They don't name drop anybody. So it's good. I like it. I think A+. Um, and the story in general explains why it's necessary mostly and I at first I was very when I read the headline I was like not happy about the sewage project and I'm still not because you know traffic is not fun but now I understand the necessity of it after reading the story by Emily Um, and also she included quotes from Charlie Martin a quality manager and I think they're good um, nice and short and sweet and relevant and Things that he probably said better than she could have said in writing. So, yeah, now let's go to the criticisms I have. Really, not that many for this story because it's good. Um, one of the only things I would say is there is a map included in the paper, newspaper, and the online story. And it was honestly a bit confusing for me because it's just there was so much noise in it um, outside of like the relevant streets that they were trying to highlight for like the sewage details. Um and just it just made me want to not look at it. So maybe if they could tone that down a little bit and just show the important parts, it would have been a little bit better. Um and secondly, I still have a few questions that you know, the story did say it would be updated, so, you know, these answers could be qu- answered these questions should be could be answered later, but as of now they are not. And my questions are like, what about the buses? Because um, If you know the bus routes they go through those streets that they're talking about and buses have to stop a lot and they're kind of slow So if it's a one-lane street How are the buses going to continue their routes through that way? Like are they going to continue? Are they gonna have less stops along those streets so they don't Make traffic even worse. I don't know Okay, and So I just want to know answers to that. So yeah, that is the first story so yeah, um, this is I'm obviously new to this podcast thing, but I will get better. So my second story, I have a little bit more of a criticism about, and it's a little more difficult. Um, I can't share a link to it because they actually didn't post it on the website, which I will talk about later, I think was a good idea. But it, the title was something like, Female Deans Are Paid Less at U.K. It was kind of like an investigative story. And it was two weeks ago in Paper Newspaper. Um, So basically, the story highlighted the salaries of various UK deans, um, like dean of students, dean of communications, like the different colleges or whatever. Um, And it included lots of graphs. But the thing is, the headline was very misleading because the headline acted like the disparity was... A gender disparity, but really the graphs kind of showed more of a disparity just based on the college that they were in, like science related colleges. Just in general, nationwide, make more money than communications colleges or colleges um, of liberal arts. I don't really know. I'm trying to think of what other colleges were, but there's it was more of a discipline based disparity than a gender disparity. Even though females. According technically, according to the facts, there was a disparity, gender-wise, just because the females were tended to be in the disciplines with the lowest paid salaries. If that makes any sense, Um, but it just it just was more of a correlation than a causation, and I just didn't think it was a very good journalism because um, it didn't make a very good argument for the headline. If they changed the headline and made the story more about disparity in disciplines, I mean, probably, I still wouldn't publish that because it's not really a story. It's kind of like something everybody already knows. It's not anything new. But I mean, I guess they could do that. Um, but yeah, basically the only thing that helped the argument um, of gender disparity was a quote from one of the female deans that said, was like, basically said, regardless of the disciplines, there's still a disparity. But there was really no evidence to back that up, no numbers, because the numbers were all related to the other thing. So, yeah, in general, I was kind of disappointed reading it and confused. So I was happy because there's a positive to this. I was happy because the next week in the paper newspaper, there was a letter to the editor on the same page that the story had been in the previous week, and it was basically a short criticism on the story basically saying the same thing that I just said because it's the same thing that I thought when I was reading it, but I didn't do anything about it but somebody wrote to the letter the letter to the editor and it got in the newspaper and the- C- Kentucky Colonel also didn't post the story on their social media or their website, so both of those together I think it shows sort of a self-awareness and a realization that maybe they shouldn't have published it and they're not going to shy away from admitting that like they posted the letter to the editor um i guess it is debatable whether they should post it on the website or not like just to be like we made a mistake it's fine um we should we should still acknowledge it but i i don't know i think it wasn't published there already so It'd be different if it was already published and then they took it down, but they just never published it. So, I think that was a good idea for them. Yeah. So, yeah. My last story is very recent. It was just a few days ago, I believe. It was right after um, President Capilouto sent out an email about coronavirus at UK. Well, not at UK, but... so. This email was sent out basically explaining to the campus that there was coronavirus throughout China and there was one U.S. case and honestly when I read that email I was a little bit confused because it seemed like they were kind of spreading panic for no reason because it really didn't touch UK at all. It was just in China at that point and one person in the U.S. who was not in Kentucky But after reading this story, which is headlined, No Cases of Coronavirus at UK, But Administrators Ask Campus to Be Watchful for Symptoms by Sydney meyer I understood better why they sent out that email. Because the story um, explained, they talked to Eli Capelluto and Jay Blanton, UK spokesperson, and they kind of cleared up why they sent it, um... And I that was just very helpful for me because before that, I was just very confused why why they would send that out when we, it really only would cause panic that was unnecessary. So, the positives besides that, it was very prompt. It was like a few hours after they sent the email. Great. Cleared up confusion wonderfully. Um, and also, it linked to several other articles um, from the New York Times and some other place who just covered the bigger coronavirus issue. So that's good for SEO and in general journalism practice. Um, And I I do have a few critiques. So first, the lead is a little bit long and it's all one sentence. So I'm just going to read it to you. Hours after Texas medical officials confirmed that a Texas A&M University student was experiencing symptoms of the deadly novel coronavirus, UK officials sent a campus-wide email with information on the virus and directed anyone who may be experiencing symptoms to contact campus health services immediately. See, that's just too long for me. Like, I shouldn't have to take a breath in between that. Um, I do understand why that was the lead because, I mean, that information is all very important, but I would maybe divide it into two sentences Um, because it's important enough that I think people would read past the first sentence. At least I would hope so. Um, and my second critique is that there is a quote in it from Jay Blanton that just, maybe it's just me, but it seems a little awkward and off to me, like, incomplete. So the quote says, or the sentence says, UK spokesperson Jay Blanton wrote in in an email to the colonel that, quote, this was an opportune time at the start of the semester and with the concerns present to communicate, end quote. So, like I said, this could be just me, but it seemed like, the ending, like, to communicate what, I was confused what, I felt like it just ended abruptly. Like, I know that's just what Jay said, but I feel like we could have maybe worded it better, put it better into that story, so it was clear what he was communicating. I mean, we can all infer that it means something about the virus, but we shouldn't have to, I'm thinking. So, that's a very, very nitpicky critique, but it's just something I noticed, and you know, there's always improvements to be made when we are writing stories, and that's okay. It's okay to not be perfect. So yeah, this was um, my first episode of Sarah's Stories, and in the future, I am going to hopefully talk about New York Times stories, Washington Post stories, maybe Courier Journal, maybe I'll just do a different newspaper every week, I or every episode. I shall figure it out. So until next time, enjoy your life and read, read lots. Read lots of journalism.